Welcome to the Universe Effect, where Shane's in timeout for questioning my authority. Today, with special guest Jason, we discuss the evolution of language. Hey guys. Uh, hi. Um, That's Jason. Pleasure to have you on the show, Jason. Thank you. Yes. I know in the past you've been very involved with German, and you started to learn, uh, what was the other one? Or was that Shane who was trying to learn Persian? Shane was trying to learn Persian, and he told me a little bit, but I kind of got nothing out of it because it's hard. And not like German at all. So you study it a lot in your free time. German, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Not Persian. I don't do Persian. So I think today we should, uh, I have a couple questions on the evolution of just general language. All right. So maybe you or Timmy can help me out with these questions mm-hmm. uh, after doing some research. So Fair note, I don't know that much about language in general. I could tell you a decent amount about German, but I could make some assumptions about other languages, but by no means do I actually know what I'm talking about. All right, well, some of my questions, like, relate to... So... You, by your knowledge of, uh, like, conjugates and similar things to the English language and other language will help with some of my questions. Um, first question. Was language invented in Africa before the first humans split up, or did they separately develop their own complex language, and is language an unavoidable product of evolution? Well, the last part of that question, with the isn't part of evolution. I'm thinking some type of communication is generally part of evolution because we could see animals, like, making sounds to communicate with each other. Elephants actually have, like, there's a whole elephant dictionary. Is there? Yeah, they have different noises for different, that mean different things. Huh, that's interesting. There's a whole website that you can use, and it Hmm, it gives you the sounds and what it means. There's, um... There's a difference between um, communication and language because a lot of people say that language, some of the things that define language and make it, like, unique to humans is that we, first of all, we use grammar, which the only other animal that I can think of that uses grammar is dolphins. Right. So, because they're pretty, they're, they're actually pretty intelligent, but another thing that they don't do is... They don't have a language that can be um, used to interpret an infinite amount of ideas. So our language allows us to have an infinite amount of things we can express. Well, for the most part, mm-hmm. like a very high. Like number. we can just keep we can just keep inventing words with our letters well, and just continue and have right. an infinite amount, right? Well, eventually we'd have to come up with new letters. Like, have you ever heard of the Library of Babel? I think I have heard of um, that. I, I think I you told heard, me about that at one point. You want to refresh our memory? Yeah, it's uh, a website, actually, that uses uh, an algorithm, and it contains every single possible uh, arrangement of letters and spaces and periods that could ever mm. exist. So it contains everything that ever has been said, will be said, or... Will ever be, be said. said. Huh. So, does it generate it, or does it it um, have it stored? 
it doesn't have it stored. What it does is it go. It uses uh, a system. I forget what the system is, but it just goes through a different assortment of letters. And what it does is when you you can like search for something, or you could go and actually look through the pages of everything that they have. But hmm. it uses whatever you search for. And it puts it into the algorithm they have, and it spits out uh, all these different pages of uh, everything that it's contained in. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like kind of like the idea that if we have an infinite amount of letters, mm -hmm. letter combinations, will eventually we that that infinite amount of letter combinations will contain everything that we will ever think of or everything that we can think of yeah. or say or do. Exactly. Is it that? Yeah. I've I heard of that before. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, if you have a monkey at a typewriter, eventually it's going to come up with uh, Shakespeare. Right. So yeah, eventually. Another thing is, so we have a common ancestor in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that mean we... We had language in Africa, we were talking to each other, and then we kind of, like, split up and developed different tongues and different words for things that we hadn't thought of before, and that's why we have different languages, or... Maybe. I'm not sure, because there's no way to really prove that we had some sort of spoken language before, like, well, before, I don't know, Mesopotamia or something, like, that's what I'm thinking, like, first civilization, they probably had some sort of language but i'm not sure of anything before that yeah because it would it would be kind of weird that all languages developed individually with like different grammars and stuff unless it's like like i said before a product an unavoidable product of evolution that's kind of the dilemma so language changing would probably be unavoidable but i'm not sure language itself is unavoidable well, an by humans though. I th another thing is, as humans, every single—well, maybe not every single—but there are very uh, a high amount of ways that we can communicate with each other. There's, uh, we vocally communicate. There's uh, physical, sign like language. sign language, or even just uh, facial expressions. We can understand that. Um, there's. Morse code, which just uses, you don't even, it's just a series of taps, and it seems like if we need a way to communicate, we just make it. Right. Hmm. Right. So it's probably just another method of trying to communicate, because I believe, like, communication would be some sort of unavoidable product of evolution, but not, like, spoken language itself. Because, again, animals are able to understand each other, and it's not necessarily spoken language like anything the humans can replicate, if you know what I well, mean. I don't think that's the right word. Another thing I mean. is, we have vocal cords and uh, enough intelligence that we can create the, the languages and things like that, but also vocal cords seem to be the most specific and easiest way to convey our ideas. Because parrots can, uh, can, they can talk, and but they don't really know what they're saying. It's just mimicry. Right. So you're saying, like, language is just mimicking other people saying stuff? Well, it is, but what Pretty I'm much, saying yeah. is 
you need in order for I think that since for us vocal communication is the easiest way for us to communicate so it's a mix of whatever's easiest to convey your ideas and also the level of intelligence right all right okay that does make sense mm-hmm um so something I found online that was kind of neat um just kind of like a fact things that we use uh words that we use for that don't have any meaning that we use a lot like like and so what i'm saying <laughs> i'm trying to get my point across by using actual grammar which is hard american english i i think it's forgivable basically google crutch words okay they're just words that you use that aren't needed. Like flavoring up a sentence, but you could still get the same point across by taking the words out. It doesn't even flavor up a sentence. Like, oh, really? Okay. Oh, I'm like thinking if something you, else. If you say like too much... Mm. Like, if you say like if you too say, much, it's like meaningless. The sentence is like so meaningless. Yeah, like you know what I'm like saying, you know? Like, like... <sighs> like, so you guess that, um, I, I think, um, what? <laughs> um, too. Yeah, like. I think... I get what you mean. I think it's just, uh... A place filler for while we're trying to convey Come up with what, what we're trying, we're trying to, say. to say. Yeah. Right. Same. Like, so like um, like and um and uh, <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it seems like it's just easy for us to put a word there rather than just sit in silence while we try to probably think a of social the best thing. Way. So it's like. You don't have an awkward silence while you were, like, in the middle of a thought or something. Right. So, I think that kind of proves that language is not just a form of communication. It's also a culture. Mm. Yeah. Well, I could see that. Yeah, at least, um... With... I'm just gonna use sign language as an example. Sign language... It's... It has its own culture. There's like it, deaf culture. It's centered around emotions and facial expressions. And there's different things that can and can't be done. And sign language was just created so that people who couldn't speak or couldn't hear could communicate with other people. And it has no, it's no, it's not really like a, it just developed on its own. Like people said, people figured out that we need a way to communicate. And that's why. But, there's still like a cultural aspect to it um for right, for right. example do you know what uh forget what the name of it. it's it's a, a sign name or a, a symbol name or something like that it's they use a specific sign but change it a little bit to for a person's name because it's easier than spelling it out huh. but oh yeah like mm-hmm. like a symbol like if you're kind of like the um like kind of like mandarin i think Mm -hmm. uses that kind of logic like draw a picture for an object yeah instead of like creating letters and that was that was made out of necessity because you don't want to have to spell every like the person's name out every time you want to say something to them right but you're taking a sign language class right yes i am actually so how is that like 
Is it weird to try and like learn a whole different language? It's it, it's yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting because specifically the wording is different. Like the the placement of the words is different because like if you wanted to say uh, where is Jason, you'd you'd like have to say Jason and specify he's a person. And then you just say, you just use the sign for where. So it'd just be like saying Jason person where. So it's, it's actually very difficult for people who interpret. Oh, yeah. So does it use grammar like am and is and stuff like that? Well, is is a verb, so. So is am. Probably use Am's a verb? I am. It's oh, a yeah. conjugation yeah, of it a is. verb. <laughs> I oh am, you are, he, she, it is. Wow. I feel stupid. Do you not take English anymore? Not anymore, no. Seriously? No, I do. I'm oh. just kidding. I, I have it next semester. Oh, right. That's weird. But back mm. on topic. Oh, okay, back so... A lot, also, a big part of, like, the class is teaching... Because it's, it's like an intro class... It's teaching about deaf culture, and what I was talking about before with the sign names, only a deaf person is allowed to give you your sign name, and it's seen as offensive if someone who can hear and speak gives you, just comes up with a, a sign name for you. Huh. What if they speak sign language? Uh, even... Or not speak sign well, language, oh my gosh, I am losing it. We yeah. are doing this later, and I'm... <laughs> This is Timmy's fault. I'm blaming Timmy for this. Alright, I take full responsibility. So you're in timeout next episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring Shane in and put you out. <laughs> so, I mean, I get to come back? Yeah, you can come back. Yes. Oh. Whenever you want, you're welcome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. How about S someone that... Continue what your thoughts are. Uh, so... Even if there's a person that's fluent in sign language and uh, interprets or anything, they're not allowed to give you a sign name. It has to be someone that is either deaf or uh, mute. Huh. Hmm. And it's just like a, a, it's a cultural thing, but it stems from something we created created out of ne a necessity to communicate with people who can't hear or speak. Huh. So it's like. It's a side effect of creating a new language. Mm -hmm. So there's always that cultural, like, thing where you might have something different than in your native language. Like, uh, for instance, the thing I think of is in other some languages, I know German for one and Vietnamese for another, if you're talking to someone, you'd use, like, a different pronoun, depending on, like, uh, if the person's, like, older than you, uh, if they're a figure of authority, etc., you know what I mean? Right, like, mm -hmm. like a respect thing. Yeah, so it's like, is it yeah, like that? Uh, sort of. It's, they don't have different words f for respect, or, well, not words, but signs for, like, uh, different things of respect. Like, the sign for boy is different for, for the sign for man, but that's more of, like, a, a specific thing. That's an age type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's like an age. It's, more, more of sign language is about description, uh, descriptiveness. And trying to uh, uh, imagine, like a lot of sign language is spatial, where like you spe specify this area 
to your left is this one person, and then the area uh, to your right is a different person, or even uh, you designate different fingers on your hand to be different people or different things. Oh. Huh. So it, it's to give, it's more visual, and it helps to give uh, the person that you're trying to communicate with a better idea of how everything's laid out. I think this also might be a side effect of overall communication. Mm -hmm. Like when I text Timmy, or anyone for that matter, I'm not going to spell things correctly because (laughs) of, just because I don't want to and it's funny, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that's, it's totally, most people are like that, but I know some people who have to be completely grammatically correct in a text. Right, but. Which is kind of funny. It's like a totally different culture when you're texting someone. Say you have emojis, you have GIFs, you know, or GIFs, depending on who you are. Um, um, it's, I, I definitely use tons of, uh, reaction pictures or things like that. Oh, yeah, I do it, too. It's so It much seems fun. like it's, it's just... Supernatural? It's, yeah. Supernatural gifts? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason is a supernatural gif, um... Addict? Dis- addict, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Supernatural, I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Sure. What is supernatural? Is that a type of food? <laughs> uh, but it seems like using someone else's uh, facial emotions helps you convey your own. Right. Yeah, it's like trying to bring... It's trying to make up for the lack of face-to-face contact when you're texting. Right. Right. Or at least that's my thought. Yeah. But it's just like a different type of culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Communication could be like... The internet, the internet has its own culture, obviously. Uh, don't we all know that? <laughs> yeah, a very colorful one, too. <laughs> but it's also like, um, I mean, I'm not very well-versed in social interaction between us young people, but I know there's <laughs> specific either. specific things that you're not supposed to do when you text or, or like... Like adding like an extra that. Y when you say hey? Yes. They, exactly they mean different like things. But it's like its own culture that just forms itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like a side effect of it's like a side effect of communication. I think like the internet definitely is just amplifying anything that could possibly become its own t- culture. Like if you just have any of you guys remember a while ago there was the Twitch Plays Pokemon thing? Oh yeah, where it was just a group of people that played a single game of Pokemon together. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. But just what do you mean, around group of that, people, it was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people <laughs> putting commands at the same time, and it was completely crazy. But through that, a whole a mythology was created of it with like the Lord. Helix and Bird the, Jesus oh, and Bird <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, but that's just people trying to be funny, but then it actually but catches it, it, on. Like, it's... It catches on very well. I mean, things spread like wildfire over the internet if it's popular yeah. enough. But it's like all these different ideas just came together and it's just one accepted canon thing of what happened. Like the names and everything. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's totally it is interesting. Awesome. And you never think about it until you like try and break it down. Yeah. You know, into right. its most fundamental 
uh, parts and like try and define them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some of the great greatest parts of this podcast. You know, we can break things down and like find fundamental parts, even though or we, we have try, no clue what the hell we're ta- tra- talking about. You know, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely really. accurate. So, how about other questions relating to the evolution of language? Here's something. I, I what about- sometimes wonder how you could have like. For example, like, Germany and France border each other, and then Germany and Poland border each other, and then you have French, German, and Polish, obviously. And how those three languages could be so different from one another, and yet they're, the countries are right there. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm not multilingual by any means, but I, I know for a fact that the German word for I is spelled I-C-H, pronounced ich, and then the French word for I... Spelled J-E is pronounced je, and I have no idea like how you could have two completely like different words with two countries right next to each other. The people had to have talked to each other at some point. Well, I think right. I think a lot of it is uh, nationalism, where people take pride in where they're from. And Germany was um, I I have no idea, but what uh, way back what was Germany uh, politically like? Was it an empire? Uh, at some point it was an empire, I think. There was an empire that either encompassed Germany or was, like, actually, like, centered around Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me, let me look it up, actually. Give me a sec. But uh, either either way, it's all it was all under one leader, and it's that sense of pride of where you're from and what you stand for that you don't want to talk like people that sometimes you compete with for resources. That's a good point, actually. So you try and differentiate yourself and push away from other cultures mm-hmm. because of ethnocentrism. Yeah. Hmm. That that is a good point. It's like uh, it's like India. India, the single country has hundreds of different languages for the different areas. Right. I remember that was an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's also, also really interesting because all the people there are at least like bilingual because everyone yeah, speaks so many languages, so you, you just pick it up, be. which I find really cool. Yeah. Actually, I was doing some research earlier today and about bilingual people, and they have more gray matter in their brains really? for some reason. And like even people who take up the language later in life, hmm. and I don't know, like... In my screwed up mind, it's like, how can you know all of this stuff and it still doesn't take up your memory or anything? Like, mm-hmm. is it just naturally, like, you don't even think about it? It doesn't even, you don't even have to remember it. It's just Might completely automatic. Depend like, on the person, though, I mean. Like, I just you know don't I mean? know how you could have two different words for the same word, the same object. It just boggles, it It blows my mind that people can do that, like you, Jason, even though you're not, like, completely fluent. I'm nowhere near fluent in German, but I I was going to bring out my story when I got my wisdom teeth out. I woke up, and English is my first language, but I spoke German instead of English. I don't know what happened in my head that it was subconscious. Maybe it was the medicine I was on. I don't know, but for a good solid two to five minutes, I didn't speak English. I couldn't remember how to speak English, and I kept yelling in German. Right. That um 
I've heard stories about people who have like traumatic injuries to their brain and language that they've studied or like been around for a while just all of a sudden became like fluent for them. Mm -hmm. It's probably not the same thing, but it sounds like it's somewhat similar because you're not in the right frame of mind when you have those drugs. Right. Well, but I don't know. It might be similar. Did you remember it? Remember what exactly? Like waking up and not being able to speak English. I woke up and I I could vaguely remember at, like asking the people around me why I couldn't speak English and why I had this weird feeling in my mouth. And that's mm -hmm. all I remember. And then when I when I started talking like bits of English and then it started coming back to me and I was like really happy that I was like remember that I was able to remember how to speak English. So, I mean, that was probably the, uh, whatever they put me on for the surgery, but, I mean, it's still interesting that German was the go-to instead of English. Right, exactly. It's like, what happens there? There's something weird going on. Yeah. But, I, all I can say is I wish I was there, or have a video of it, I, I because that too. sounds like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's, it probably was. Uh, I'm, uh, I have an article up. There was an Australian man who woke up from a coma and was able to speak fluent Chinese, and but he couldn't remember English. Right. Yeah. And okay. he like has weeks never later he spoken Mandarin before. Yeah. I heard about one guy. I don't. I don't know who he is. It was a while ago, but he woke up, couldn't speak English or whatever his first language was. And then he could speak whatever language, I don't even remember, German or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then weeks later, he finally regained English, and he could speak both. Huh. And I don't know, maybe there's that's, just like one trigger that you need to that well, you need to press. A lot of, like, and right. it's a big part of it is early development. It's the first three years uh, is, are the, the molding, is the molding time. Where if you wanna if you wanna be if you want your kid to be multilingual, you have to teach them before they're three for it to really stick. Right, but there are people who do learn it, like mm -hmm. when they're in their teen or some people are just adult. like I guess their brains are just made to remember, for lack of a better term, I'm not really good with how well, the brain works and everything. Because I mean, also like, go ahead. What were you saying? I, w well, I was gonna say it also like a big part of it is how much time you commit to it and because a lot of it's just memorization right I don't commit that much time to learning German though but it just sticks with me I don't know how it does it just does mm hmm hmm yeah but I, and I know people that dedicate like a, a decent amount of time to learning the to learning like whatever grammar or vocabulary we went over and it just doesn't stick with them as easily I don't know because I, I think our brains are just wired differently, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we've been going for 27 minutes. We, oh, we have. Yeah. Uh, any, That's what I have. Any last thoughts? Everything I was wondering has been discussed, so... Yeah. Jason, anything you wanted to bring up, or Timmy? Uh, I don't want to go too far over the time. I had another point, but I mean, we could save it for a later episode or something. You can make it, like, yeah. if you, we have 20 seconds, you can go ahead. <laughs> 20 oh, seconds. God, no, not 20 seconds. Um, if if uh, you want to go uh, more in depth, we could save it. 
Yeah, we could right. we could probably I could probably go more in depth about like actual like differences in vocabulary and grammar and stuff. Yeah. You know what we could do is Jason could give his point mm-hmm. and if anyone who wants to try and discuss it can do it in the comments. So Ooh, Jason, go idea. ahead. Well, I was wondering like Dutch and German, they're both very similar languages, even derived from like the same languages, they're in the same branch and everything of the Indo-European tree, but they still have like drastically different words for some things. So I was wondering, like, what would cause that? Because if you have the same roots for a language, how you could come up with such different words and such different pronunciations and stuff like that, maybe? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So if you made it through these 28 minutes, hash it out in the comments, Mm -hmm. please. That would be great. Hash it out. Oh, also, before we end, I should probably make it very clear. I am... I just took a community class, an intro to sign language community class, and by no means do I know very much about sign language, and I could very well be wrong about anything I said. Yeah, me too, with the other (laughs) stuff I was saying about languages. I've taken German for two years, and I don't know too much. I'm decent with grammar, but my vocabulary is bad, and I only know English. More like three years. Three? Two? two, Three? Three issues. Uh, have a, let's say, three and a quarter. Okay, three and a quarter. I, okay. I'm not good with this kind of memory stuff. <laughs> I cannot estimate time for the life of me. You can memorize German, but you can't memorize a few numbers. Exactly. <laughs> Alright. Alright, I think well, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Yeah. Um, I'm JP. I'm Timmy. I'm Jason. And Play us out, join keyboard us cat. next month. What? Play us out, keyboard cat. It was a joke, never mind. Okay. Alright, if you got that (laughs) joke, please like and subscribe. Alright, see you guys. See See ya, thanks, bye.